You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. It's 8 o'clock at KNBB Dubak Rustin Monroe. Time for the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Kevo sitting in for Jake this morning. We always love catching up with the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. What up, Chris? You staying warm down there? Yeah, staying warm. Just uh, trying to stay uh, upright, not slip. I mean, ice is still all around. I hope everybody's all right. Up in the northern part of the state, but uh, old man Winter just uh, seems like he has been uh, very happy with his stay here in South Louisiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, when uh, Dale Earnhardt is in, a, uh, he, he runs off the road uh, yesterday, a little fender bender. When a driver like that can't handle the conditions, I know I'm probably in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, no, if it's, uh, if it's up for him, I got no business being on the road. <laughs> Random question Thursday here, uh, and I want to pose a question to you, Chris. We've been asking, what is more impressive run? What Bama's done in college football with the five titles in nine years, or perhaps what the Patriots have done with the seven consecutive appearances in an AFC championship game? What do you think? Uh, you know, <laughs> that's a tough one. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a good random Thursday question. Um, you know, I'm going to have to say, uh, unfortunately for me, and, and I could be a little biased here, um, Alabama, um, you know, I mean, there's some moves you can make at the NFL and when you've got deep pockets and even with salary caps and all that is, um, you know, it, it, you can kind of keep uh, somewhat of a team intact. Uh, now, again, you also got to give it to the Patriots because they've had to go out and replace guys and, you know, put other pieces around Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady may be at times one of the more uh, more consistent pieces of their team, but overall, I mean, there's nothing you can do when you're in the college ranks, uh, and then you've got the the fact that you may have a guy one, two years, three at the most, uh, and then moving to the next level, and, um, you know, that's one of the things that's been impressive. I mean, I know uh, you look at what Clemson's done over the last couple of years, um, they get huge news this week that they've got some guys who are going to uh, grade well at the draft and would do well in the draft, they're going to come back. Um, you know, that's not something that, that uh, you know, Alabama has had, but not a lot of college teams have had. Uh, but i got to be honest with you, I think to be able to do it year in and year out, no, it won't make Tiger fans happy. doesn't make me happy that they do it, uh, but it's pretty impre- impressive that they have. Chris, let's focus on uh, the basketball team. Kind of a, a rough week, uh, losses to Alabama and Georgia. First of all, the positives. Describe what the atmosphere was like there in the PMAC with uh, 13,600 in the house on Saturday. It was really exciting. I mean, it's, and I was there uh, when Ben Simmons was here and played Kentucky and beat Kentucky. Uh, and it was that kind of, of atmosphere, you know, the stuff that I had watched as a kid on television uh, back in the day in Baton Rouge and at the Maravich Center. And to be a part of it then was, was exciting. And then uh, to get a piece of it again, you know, without Kentucky being part of the factor, uh, without Ben Simmons being part of the factor, um, it was it was just great. Uh, you know, and I know the team, and obviously Coach Will Wade, he was very vocal about it. Felt like he 
you know, let those people down. And, you know, hey, you play a game, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. Nobody liked it. Uh, but the fact that the atmosphere was there was a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there were some brave Tiger fans who came out Tuesday night yeah. in the loss to Georgia. But, uh, you know, truth is, I don't know if they should have been out because when we got done, uh, everything in sight was iced over, the roads, the cars, everything. Um, but it just, you know, wasn't quite the same as Saturday, obviously, for, for the weather. Um, but, yeah, it was exciting. You know, and it would it would have been great had they picked up the win, but, you know, Alabama went out last night and came from behind and beat a pretty good Auburn team. So, um, you know, they're pretty good. Officiating can always be the low-hanging fruit, and it's a lot of times it does play a major role in a game. There were some questionable calls, obviously, in the game on Saturday. Will Wade with his outburst. Chris, as a broadcaster, how do you walk that fine line, especially when it's a radio broadcast, to try to describe what is taking place but without – uh, coming across to someone that is bashing the officials. No, i got to be honest with you. I came off as bashing the officials the other night, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Um, and, and I don't like it, and I don't normally do that. But, uh, you know, the coaches have a job. Yes, they're well paid, but they have a lot of pressure, uh, and they're asked to, to, to win. Uh, the players are asked to, to juggle classes and, and play at that level and dedicate the time they do to to practice and conditioning and, and playing games and travel and all that goes with it. Um, they've got a responsibility, and frankly, uh, so do the officials. Um, and sometimes you got to hold them accountable. And, and i got to be honest, one of the worst officiated games I have ever seen. Now, I don't think either coach was really pleased with the officiating. Um, you know, I think there were, were, were complaints that could go both ways. But those guys are paid well. Those guys are expected to do a job. And frankly, they, they failed on Saturday night in a lot of ways. Um, and it was a continual fail, one right after another. And the problem I had with it was players were getting a little chirpy. The coaches were getting a little chirpy. Those guys were going up and down the floor as if nothing was wrong, no problems whatsoever. That was a little too arrogant, a little too overconfident. And frankly, they didn't do a very good job. Uh, following those two big road wins, Texas A&M and Arkansas, we mentioned the two losses against Alabama and Georgia at home. Tigers now go back on the road where they fared well against Bandy. What do they have to do against the Commodores on Saturday to get back on track? Well, they got to win the rebounding battle. I mean, Bandy's a team that has struggled this year. Uh, you know, they're 1-5, maybe 1-6. Um, uh, I haven't kept up with them this week because they've been iced in, but they've struggled this season. Um, and, and they're a team that, you know, if they shoot the ball well, especially on the home floor, um, they have success. Um, but they're not a team that should be able to just come in and, and beat you on the boards the way Alabama and Georgia have. Now, I say that, but by the same token, you know, I think, you know, give give Georgia some credit, and they are a very good rebounding team, but, but it appeared on Tuesday night that LSU kind of got away from what was successful in the first 20 minutes, uh, and part of that was just sheer effort. I mean, you've heard it a thousand times. I've talked about it all last year, and I've talked about it some this year. Um, defense and rebounding come down to effort. You don't have to be the most talented. Now, it helps if you are and you can jump out of the gym. You don't have to be the most talented to go rebound and play defense. Uh, everybody knows that. It takes a lot of want to, um, and, and the Tigers just got away from it. Now, you got to give some credit to Georgia because they actually got away from shooting three-pointers like they tried in the first half, which is not them at all, and, and went back to, to – you know, again, the same thing we saw Kentucky do, and the same thing we saw Alabama do in the second half, which is 
we're going to challenge LSU and put our head down and drive and get to the rim and either get the bucket or get the foul. Uh, and Alabama did it, Kentucky did it, and Georgia said, hey, we're going to do that too in the second half. And, oh, by the way, we may have the best player in this country and one of the best players, uh, well, certainly in the conference, but maybe in the country, in Yante Mayton, and we're just going to feed him the ball and let him go. Um, so that's what happened. But on the road against Vanderbilt, you've got to win. This is a chance to win the rebounding battle. It's a chance to, to rebound your missed shots, um, and, and you just got to stay physical. And you you got to run them off the three-point line. You can't let them sit out there and knock down threes. And one last thing about that Georgia game, a truly an amazing stat, only five turnovers for uh, the Tigers, the 11th time uh, since turnovers have been tracked dating back to 1975 that LSU has only had five. So that is certainly a positive, even though it was in a losing effort. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got handed that uh, immediately following the game because we'd been keeping track of the turnovers. and Really, both teams had been pretty good in, in protecting the basketball. And uh, towards the end of the post-game interview, <laughs> I thought I'd try to put a little positive spin on the game. Um, yeah. But I learned once again, and I knew it already, coaches yeah. don't care about that kind of stuff yeah. uh, when Stats. when you lose. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he said, oh, great, Chris. That's wonderful. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to need that as well. They, they could use that. Uh, and you go back to, to the win, big win over Arkansas, which everybody's pointing to now, guys, and, like, scratching their head, like, how did that team do that there? And then uh, not so much against Kentucky, but Alabama and Georgia, how do we do that at home? Um, but you got to remember that also was a single-digit turnover game where they had just nine. Um, so, yeah, even though it, it comes in a losing effort uh, on Tuesday night, uh, keeping those in single digits do nothing but give you more shots on goal. Problem is, if you don't knock shots down, uh, you got to be like Georgia. I think they were close to rebounding half of their misses. Um, LSU's got to take a page out of that. Chris, one final thing, and I know when you're not busy, you try to venture out to other sports that may not get the attention. I understand the uh, gymnastics team has a huge meet coming up, and I know we talked about it last year. What is that like uh, in an event like that to see the crowd and the support that LSU fans have now given those girls? It's amazing. I mean, first off, if you've not been to one of the events inside the Maravich Center for LSU Gymnastics, you really are missing out. I mean, you don't – and I'll be the first to tell you, I've learned a lot about collegiate competitive gymnastics in the last hmm. two years simply because I just didn't know. I didn't know the scoring. I didn't know how it all works. But, but I've learned a little bit by going uh, because my family loves going. Uh, they, they're they're going to be there Friday night while I'm in Nashville. Uh, if you haven't been, you need to go. But secondly, it's incredible. Uh, I think yesterday, late yesterday, they said there are like 1,400 tickets still available, um, and it's probably going to be a sellout. Um, wow. So it's it's it's, it's something. Uh, and and you know the the students get into it, uh, fans get into it, the community gets into it, and uh, you better believe DD Bro, the head coach, gets into it. So uh, it's something. I hate I'm going to miss it this week, but I'll be back for a home meet uh, in a couple of weeks. Covered a lot of the ground there. Who would have thought it? We went from Slick Nick to uh, LSU Gymnastics. As always, Chris, appreciate the time, bud. Yeah, guys, stay uh, stay warm. You too. We'll be listening this weekend. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Good stuff there. Good stuff. I like Will Wade. I, I just I get a feeling about uh, about this crew and and where LSU basketball is heading. When I see Will Wade, he, you know, he doesn't seem to me like a player's coach, which I, I have a problem with that. You know, I don't like – I mean, he seems to me like somebody that uh, that the team 
the staff, everybody's buying into what he's selling. Mm. A little strange just in terms of they're still looking for that first uh, conference home win. And as well as they played now on the road, maybe that bodes well. Uh, The fact that uh, three of their next four in conference play on the road, it starts Saturday versus Vandy. That is a uh, noon tip. And then uh, the rematch against Texas A&M, that was a huge win for them back in College Station when they won yeah. 69-68. That game will be in Baton Rouge on Tuesday. And then uh, then they'll go on the road to take on Auburn and Tennessee. And you're right, d- getting that that big home in-conference win uh, is probably going to make a, a, a lot of us exhale mm. with, with, okay, finally, you got the – Miguel was back. It's a good point. Two and zero on the road uh, this year in conference play. Zero and three at home. Let's take a timeout. Random question Thursday continues. Hit us up at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash Text Line. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks. SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. You have got to see our huge inventory of single wise starting at $26,995. That includes delivery, setup, and central air up to 150 miles. Help us celebrate 40 years in business. That's at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City and Shreveport. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Does your job have any New Year's resolutions? Here's an important one every business should consider. Make your hiring process more efficient and effective this year by letting ZipRecruiter help. No one has done a better job of transforming how you find the right talent than they have. ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates and invites them to apply. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidate to find you. It finds them. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. I said it free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. One more time. Try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back on this random question Thursday. We continue to ask uh, what has been more impressive, the run that uh, Alabama has been on on the national scene with the titles five and nine years or the, the Patriots with the seven straight AFC title games, getting uh, people making great arguments on both sides. Oh, yeah. You know, Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, as much as it pained him, he uh, actually say, sided with Saban. 
We talk a lot of times about uh, the turnover in college football where at least guys leaving early for the NFL draft. Uh, 26 underclassmen uh, in the SEC uh, are leaving this year. Bama with five bolting early. LSU leading the way, though, with six. What? And I want to be careful when I say this, but all right, I'll just say it. So what <laughs> does that say, though? Because I, I agree, LSU puts out the talent. Which part? The part that LSU has six compared to Alabama's five? What does that say? But it just seems to me like where LSU's putting out, I mean, and they have been, mm-hmm. they're putting out NFL talent, like, I mean, just one yeah. after the other after the other. But it seems like they themselves can't put together, you know, uh, and and I know it's hard. We're all comparing them to Saban all the time. I mean, that's what we're doing. But it seems like LSU may be underachieving with all that talent. We played the one-word game yesterday. How would you describe uh, LSU football from last year? And underachieving perhaps Uh, should have been one of them. There you go. How many times could we have used that word, (laughs) underachieving? And by the way, talking about LSU, uh, one final thing. Of those 26 SEC underclassmen from uh, nine schools that are making themselves eligible for the draft, uh, Todd McShay has uh, seven of those being uh, first-round draft picks, including uh, Arvin Key and Darius Geis. I, I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy. The talent that's on down there in Death Valley, it's crazy. Uh, one other thing, uh, just uh, LSU related, if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, Google it or go on uh, Twitter, uh, Les Miles discovers the fidget for the first time. Uh, there's video of him uh, <laughs> trying to figure out oh, what no. it is. It, it is worth the watch. Oh, I've got to go watch that. Spare about uh, 45 seconds to a, a minute of uh, your life to watch that. Oh, movie. I would spare longer than that <laughs> for Les Miles with the fidget. He is totally intrigued by it. Oh, my goodness. Les, if you're looking for a job, you need to get that video off the air probably. <laughs> uh, now that we've had a, a few days to uh, digest what we witnessed on Sunday versus the Saints and the Vikings and the national media, continue to bash uh, the Saints and how that played out. Kelo, we haven't heard from you. Uh, you've had an opportunity now to kind of put it in perspective. What do we make of that loss and then, of course, where this franchise goes now? Uh, first, uh, let me answer the, the second part, or go to the second part first. I think uh, I don't know how we could not be excited about New Orleans and, and its future. I mean, this defense is young. It is, uh, I mean, it's fast, it's quick, it's, so I must say, and to me, we clearly see, when you look at the teams left, defense play a part. I mean, with Minnesota, Jacksonville, they play a big part. So their own could not be uh, more so on the right track. And and I think that's why, to me, it's so important, if I'm New Orleans, that I somehow find, uh, and, and if, if you're thinking to yourself, we want to to develop with the draft, then maybe this is your year uh, to move up and grab you a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Allen or, or somebody that – why wouldn't you want this first ballot Hall of Famer to put his stamp on them? Your running game is spectacular. Uh, I, I mean, if you just get stronger, I mean, maybe linebacker play, I mean – this draft will be different for New Orleans. I mean, this this could be really exciting because they're good at a lot of positions already. Um, 
Total defense has just uh, pulled up the stats, uh, giving up uh, 20 points per game this year. Uh, Gets them somewhere for total yardage, came uh, 17th in the league. Mm -hmm. Considering where they have been in the past, uh, that's major progress. And they're opportunistic, we've seen. You know, uh, when when they went into that game the other night, and, of course, they still do, you know, uh, Minnesota's number top-ranked defense in the league, but New Orleans had more turnovers. I mean, they're – they're very opportunistic, and so and that's what you uh, in this league. If you've got a defense like that that can create turnovers and put the ball back in Breeze's hands with short field, uh, that's you, that's the perfect combination there. But as far as that game the other night, no, I have not been able to. It took me a little while to process what happened, um, and I, for one, you know, it, it sickens me, and I know we all agree this. This the stuff with Marcus Williams. I, I mean, I don't even want to. That's that's disgusting. Look, I've been a, a and I understand we're Saints fans, and I am a Saint fan, very much so. So I understand the the, the fallback and the emotion. You know, uh, I totally get it. Uh, 2015 uh, wild card game, Bengals Steelers. We had the game one, 45 seconds left, and you know, okay. So I, I get it, but uh, you know, I've missed my mouth putting cereal in it in the morning i mean i've done that before be looking over and hit my face and so for marcus williams did you have your head up or head down no right exactly i'm not even focused on what i'm doing you know so for me it's just it's just ridiculous i mean marcus williams made a he made a bad play but the problem is is where was you know why did Shaw Payton put the ball in Willie Steed's hand to throw it on a third down? I mean, with a receiver wide open. It looks like Breeze could have probably hit him. In I don't the, know. I like that play. Right. I got to disagree with you. That, that was a good play. So, but It just didn't execute. It didn't execute it. Right. So but so that's what I'm getting at, though. Yeah. The point is, it wasn't him. I mean, that play wasn't executed. If Maybe if Breeze throws that ball to that receiver, uh, he runs it for a touch. I, I don't know, but yeah, it, it just – and Keenum, I still don't know what to – he looks so stoic with 45 seconds or whatever, 25 seconds left. When when they showed that close-up of his face, he did not seem rattled. just rattled by it. I but mean, the moment was too big for him. That's exactly right. And, and, and you know, maybe it should have been. I mean, I, I don't know, but it, it was – that was as impressive um, – at 25 seconds as I've ever seen in football. So in the years I've watched, that one play at that instance was for me the most shocking moment I've ever watched in sports. Because I did, I just thought, this is it. I How was long all, before you spoke? I'm, I kid you not. I'm not being, I'm not exaggerating. Other than the putting my hands on my head, yelling words that I can't, <laughs> yeah, that I can't say. After that, I mean, just in shock. Once that stopped, once that 10 seconds of that stopped, no exaggeration. It was a good 15 minutes. (laughs) I just sit there like I can't believe what I just witnessed. Sean Payton earlier this week was asked about off-season moves, what they need to do to continue to improve this roster, and can they hit a grand slam like they did last year in the NFL draft? Here's Sean Payton's response. Listen, you you definitely feel like there are improvements that we want to make. And, and we need to be better offensively in certain areas. But, yeah, we want to still address the defensive side of the ball. And, and 
I think overall the team, and I think we need to be we need to be better in that area. Specifically, we need to be on top of that in free agency and in our evaluations during the draft. I mean, we can't make the mistakes we've made in the prior seven years, and and then come up short and wonder why. We've got to be more on point. We've got to be better that way, and that's a challenge we'll have this offseason. The finality of it, it always fascinates me, just, you know, whether it's Drew Brees or Sean Payton, when they wake up Monday morning, just the, the sheer disappointment that they have. And then for a guy like Drew Brees, he'll get some time off. He'll be at the Pro Bowl. But, I mean, you know, he continues to stay in shape. But Sean Payton, the grind just continues. Mm-hmm. He'll be coaching the Pro Bowl. That'll be fun and games for him. But the process just starts over as they continue to reevaluate this roster. And then, you know, you look at free agency, you look at the draft. It's just a continuous grind. And you work so hard to get to that point, you're literally seconds away from being the NFC Championship game, and it's snapped away. That has got to be so hard to overcome. Uh, you know what? I, all I can do is compare it to things in my life. Like, like seriously, like, I've gotten ready for a food truck event before and all the work, and it is a lot of work that goes into it. And we go out there, and no one sh- and people don't show up. Bad weather, things that you can't control. And it does. You're exactly right. Losing or, or not performing like you know you can, uh, it does. It weighs on your mind, and it, it will aggravate the heck out of me that we're not doing what we could be doing. I can't imagine this. But my issue with Peyton is this. Sean Payton does not care what people think. If Sean Payton doesn't care that he was mocking them, I don't I really think I think Peyton's got that little that little bit of cower meets John Madden from the seventies and that doesn't care and, and and I agree Fox said uh we've talked about it, this Raiders like from the seventies and eighties feel. But what it does is it, it's hard for Saints fans because then when, when you mock the opposing team and then you lose the game, you know how they always, these coaches, go, we don't pay attention to that? We do. As fans, we pay attention to what's on Twitter and Facebook, and the, and it's hard for but us. But you want your head coach to have a little swag, a little moxie. You, you don't want the guy that is just a cookie cutter out there that just, you know, gives, you know. The Marvin Lewis? No. No, I want the Sean Payton. I'm a green. I am a green. But I think this is when we see it's I, – I don't want him to change. I like the way he is. So that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying after it, it's hard to it's hard to swallow some of the crap we got to listen to because of his moxie. All right. Uh, he's connected at the hip, you would think, with Drew Brees. Brees was asked earlier this week. So, Drew, can you ever imagine at this point in your career – playing under another head coach. Drew's did, Drew did say that he could not imagine playing under another head coach. I, I can't imagine it for him either. Like when I, you know, yeah, I mean, when I think about Brady, I think about Belichick. When I think Breeze, I think Sean Payton and vice versa. I, I'm not saying it wouldn't happen, but, man, wouldn't that just be weird? I mean, it'd be like trying to put your underwear on head first. And it just, it's just not, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. I just can't see it. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, uh, Kane McGuire joins us as we talk a little uh, college hoops. Big night for the Dunkin' Dogs as they're back at home versus North Texas. 
Keep the text coming, 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. We're back after this. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Bayou Independent Wrestling is ringing in the new year at the West Monroe Convention Center. It's brought to you by Cassidy Insurance Agency, North Louisiana Title, Rock 106, New Country 92.3 The Wolf, and Sports Talk 97.7. Friday night, February 2nd, doors open at 7, the bell rings at 7.30, with six huge matches on tap, including a tag team match with Andy Dalton and a mystery partner versus John Saxon and Barrett Brown. Then the main event with current TNA star Chase Stevens, battling it out with current champion Vordell Walker for the Southern Title. Other battles include Frankie Thomas, Danny Chance, and Steve Anthony, plus a live demonstration from Bob Allen Dojo. Advanced tickets are ten dollars fifteen at the door. Brought to you by Bob Allen Dojo, Sober Nest Recovery Homes, Professional Land Surveying, Calhoun Groceries, Sandra Fontenot Estates, Cool Pickles, Nell's Towing, El Chili Verde, and Southern Fire and Safety. Get your tickets now at West Monroe Convention Center and Coldwell Banker in West Monroe, or call 355-1301. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. Kevo hanging out with us this morning as uh, Jake is taking some well-deserved time off. Heck yeah. I know a guy that never takes time off, and that would be Kane McGuire from the Louisiana Tech Sports Information Department. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. What up, Kane? Hey Aaron, I usually uh, you know I usually go outside my office and go outside and talk to you, but I'm not doing that today. I want to stay inside. Oh, co- come on, man. So if the reception is bad, we can just blame it on the fact that you're not tough and can't hang outside for us. Yes, exactly. All right, a couple of questions for you. It is Random Question Thursday. I want you to weigh in. I've been asking this question, what's a more impressive run? Uh, Bama with the five titles in nine years or the fact that the Patriots – have been in the AFC Championship game seven straight years. Which way do you side, Kane? To me, it's pretty easy. I'd say the Patriots. You know, given you know the um, you know restrictions with free agency and everything that you have. I mean, Alabama just reloads every year and goes out and gets you know ten five-star players every year, and they just reload. Whereas the you know the Patriots have to. You know, obviously you got you know the. The main guys, Belichick and, and, and Brady, but I mean they're they're able to put in new pieces year in and year out. Uh, they constantly have to shuffle out their coordinators because they're getting uh, shifted off for other jobs. So it's it's absolutely incredible what they've been able to do as a dynasty over the last you know decade or so. 
Kane, from a distance, you've been watching what's taking place with the uh, Lady Textures and your buddy Malcolm and their uh, their journey to Miami yesterday and then uh, late uh, this morning. Describe the travel issues that they've had to go through. Oh, my gosh. Well, I call it the Malcolm travel curse because he's got some <laughs> really bad travel uh, situations that he's dealt with over the last few years. I think back to whenever they were trying to get up to Idaho, and it took them like 28 hours you know, to get from Bruston to Moscow, Idaho, and it's just uh, just seems like left and right something happens. Whether the, you know the baggage got lost in West Virginia not too long ago, and hmm. and now just trying to get to Miami, it's it's insane. I you know, knock on wood, I haven't had to deal with too many travel issues traveling with the basketball team. You know, we've had some hmm. long layovers, but nothing like what they've had. So literally, uh, they got delayed in Monroe, left what at three o'clock or so, made their way to Atlanta, but they didn't arrive in Miami till. 2 o'clock, 2.30 this morning. And then, uh, to make matters worse, they have an early tip today, correct? That is correct. Yeah, their um, their opponent is, you know, doing that education day, you know, like that's become so popular where they, you know, that's something that you can't really move the game time because you've got all these schools scheduled to, to come and, and watch, and it's, you know, such a big event for them. So, um, but, you know, if I, if I know Brooks Store and, and that team, they'll, you know, they'll accept the adversity, and, and, and you got to deal with whatever. You can only control what you can control. And so, you know, I expect them to, to come out and still play play hard and play well. After playing, uh, what, seven of the last nine games on the road, the Duncan Dogs are happy to be at home, including uh, Kane McGuire. The fact that you guys play uh, at home tonight versus North Texas uh, at 630. Uh, the road wasn't exactly that kind to Tech. What's your biggest takeaway from this long road trip that you guys had? Oh my gosh! Um, it was it was a very long one. You, know, you go back a month, and you know we've been in you know five different states. You know, like Texas, Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, Alabama. You know, we played in that New Orleans tournament right before Christmas. It's just uh, it's it's been growing. Uh, that's for sure. And you know we've we've grown up a lot. You know we we faced some really tough competition. You know, especially in conference play. You know. It, uh, you know, the league didn't do us any favors with, with how we had to open up this thing, uh, playing four of our first six on the road. And, you know, those four opponents are a combined 17-3 and three mm-hmm. in the league standings right now. But, uh, and then, of course, having to deal with, you know, injuries and, uh, you know, the transfer. And, and we've got, a, uh, you know, we've also got a guy with the flu right now. So it's just, uh, it's been this and that, you know, every, every day. But, you know, you just got to, you got to overcome it. You know, it's a next man up mentality, and you know, I, I think the guys are growing up really quickly, uh, in large part because they have to. You know, a guy like Amari Archibald that's having to step in in place of uh, Daquan Bracy, who's been out with a back injury. So, um, just some growing pains. Just uh, need to learn how to be more consistent and, and finish ball games because we've been we've been in all of them uh, until the you know the second half where it just kind of slips away from us. Yeah, and Kane, to compound the problems, the fact that you're on the road, I mean, you look at it, and you mentioned a minute ago the quality of opponents. I mean, when you throw in a Western Kentucky, Marshall, Middle Tennessee, uh, UAB, all very good. Was there one of those teams that really stood out the most to you that you were like, wow, they're pretty darn good? Oh, well, um, all of them. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you had to ask me, you know, my opinion, you know, UAB and Western Kentucky, uh, even more so Western Kentucky now because they've gotten a couple more guys eligible um, since we played them. So they've got even more weapons 
uh, than the last time we played them back in late December. But UAB was extremely impressive. You know, when you look at their front court and Chris Coakley almost averaging a double-double, and, and they've got some guards that can really shoot the basketball. They take care of the basketball. They rebound so well. I was really impressed uh, with UAB, and, you know, it was a team that we were up one at half and feeling good going into the locker room, and, you know, I felt like the guys played played hard in the second half. We just were not able to, to execute. Uh, we weren't able to take care of the basketball, and it's just, you know, pretty much you can go to every one of those games and just pick out a, a stretch where it just ends up costing us and it gets away from us, and, and that was the case in Birmingham. I apologize. I haven't had a chance to scour over your game notes yet. Uh, what are we anticipating from North Texas tonight with a tip at 630? North Texas is all about guard play, um, especially their uh, their junior college transfer, Roosevelt Smart, who's uh, actually the reigning Conference USA Player of the Week. Uh, he put up 42 uh, in their last game at Rice, uh, made 10 three-pointers. Um, he's just letting it fly. He's averaging almost 24 points a game uh, in conference play, and they've got a couple other guards, uh, young guards that you know are really good uh, that can score the basketball really well. So uh, I expect a lot of guard play. Uh, it's not going to be front court heavy. Um, they aren't uh, like the last teams we played in Middle Tennessee and UAB and in Western Kentucky. Those those teams have some some solid front courts, and that's an area we haven't been very consistent in and getting production from. So um, I expect a you know a lot of scoring, and uh, hopefully we can take care of the basketball and rebound. Usually in these games, we've been able to do one or the other. We just haven't been able to do both um, consistently on the same night, and I think those are the two of the keys that we're uh, we're hoping to, to get corrected. Not to put you on the spot, but in the past Uh-oh. you've had some gaudy numbers with uh, the home record for the Duncan Dogs. You look at this year, six and threes, not horrible, but considering what this team and this program has done in the last five, six years, I mean, literally uh, three losses. I mean, that spanned the course of a couple of seasons, correct? That is correct, and and they've all been close ones. I mean, you look at you know, losing to Stephen F. by two, lost to Lafayette by four, and then lost to UTSA by two on a you know last second, a little running floater shot, and it's 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 been tough. That's, that's for sure. Uh, but you know we're hoping that a lot of our fans and and students have some cabin fever and uh, can come out and, and pack the tight pack tonight. Uh, it's going to be a a crucial run for us, having seven of our next nine games at home. So we uh, we need our home court advantage to um, to play a big part, a big role in, in us trying to get back into this thing and, and build some momentum towards uh, towards March. Kane, as always, we appreciate the time. Hey, man, uh, can you save me a hot dog? Just uh, a cut hot- Kramer down to, like, one hot dog instead of four. Well, are you going to be at the game tonight? Well, then that, yes, if I say save me a hot dog, I don't want it next week. <laughs> I will save you two hot dogs if I see you tonight. Okay. Thanks, bud. All right, man. Bye. Uh, Louisiana Tech Report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physio- physical occupational and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities, whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management. Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Ruston, Monroe, Bassett, Farmerville, Bernice, Minden, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. Eric Cockle joined us earlier in the week, and we asked him about North Texas and what it would take to get back on track versus the Mean Green. Yeah, they're, they're a gritty team, Aaron. They um, And they've got a great scorer in the league, Roosevelt Smart. He's 
in league plays, averaging about 24 points a game. He made 10 three-point shots uh, in their last game against Rice. And they've got some other guards that really push the basketball. They've got some front, a balance in their front court. Um, but they're, they're a gritty team. They'll play a lot of man-to-man. They'll really test us on the backboard. And that's been an Achilles heel for us. So we're, uh, we've got to step up to that challenge and own the glass and um, be able to take care of the basketball and get good shots. This is not the uh, start that you envision in Conference USA play, but as you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. How do you keep the spirits up for a relatively young squad? Well, we just talked about how there's um, there's really only two ways to go. There, there's there's one way where you can be really discouraged, or the other way is to roll up your sleeves and and, and work harder and, and and smarter. And that's of course what we're all choosing to do. Uh, we've got a lot long way to go. We've got a lot of improvement we can make. And we also talked about some teams throughout history that maybe got off to a, a tougher start for whatever reason and really rallied and had a, a great rest of the year and got into the NCAA tournament. So we want, we want to just keep working every day, Aaron, and that's our only focus, how we can get better today. And that's going to be who we are, and that's all we can control. Louisiana Tech versus North Texas tonight out at the TAC. ULM, Warhawks on the road as they square off against Texas State. Here's a little bit of a Keith Richard on the Warhawks getting back on track after having a tough, tough showing against the Cajuns on the road on Saturday. It's kind of interesting because uh, they they replaced nine guys from last year, nine players. And early in non-conference, you know, they were kind of back and forth in their season and had some good games, had some bad games. And and then as they got into conference play, they've really been a more solid team, maybe maybe more so than anybody in the league. I, I don't necessarily mean the best team uh, talent-wise, that type thing, but they've been really, really solid. They got their defense straightened out from earlier in the year. Uh, on offense, they don't beat themselves. They don't turn it over. They're getting to the free-throw line more than their opponents. They're scoring inside the three-point line at a good percentage. They're not a great three-point shooting team. But they've hit big threes in close games at the right time. And so what they've been able to kind of do with this, uh, this new group is be real solid and play close games. And they've been on the winning side of five of them. All six games in the league play that they've played have all been – two, three, five, six points, uh, one point type thing. And, and, and they've won five of them. And, you know, when you, when you replace that many guys, uh, that's kind of what you hope happens a little bit as a, as a coach, I believe, uh, in particular in Coach Casper's uh, situation, and that, you know, you can be a solid team playing a bunch of close games, and hopefully, you know, you win uh, more than you lose type thing. And, and for their part, they've done an outstanding job of just that, keeping the games close, not beating themselves, uh, you know, getting to the last two minutes, minute in the game with the game in balance, and uh, and see if they can go ahead and win them. And they have. They've, they've won two of, the, of their five wins have been buzzer beaters. And so uh, all that has developed some confidence for them, uh, which, which as you know, is, you know, a big thing in sports, especially in basketball, confidence, you know, through winning and, and that type thing. And, 
So we're playing a team that is at home, is playing confidently, confidently because they've won some close games. And, and you know, we've got to find a way to, to win a game here somewhere along the way, Thursday night, and, you know, hopefully that can be it. To kind of swing the, the pendulum back to us with confidence. We're reeling a little bit uh, confidence-wise. Uh, from the home loss last Saturday, which we led the entire game and lost, and then went down to Lafayette and got beat up pretty good. And and so, you know, we need a confidence builder. And so two teams kind of on the opposite sides of, of the line here and, you know, going to battle it out here Thursday night. ULM on the road taking on the Bobcats down in San Marcos, looking to get back on track. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we'll read a, a number of these texts we got. And our parting shots coming up after the break on the morning drive. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Peace of mind goes a long way when you have the number one rated gun safe, a Liberty gun safe from McKinney Honda. Here's Richie McKinney. We now have over 100 gun safes in stock in 20 different models that range from 12 to 64 gun capacity. They're all fireproof, USA made, and have a lifetime warranty. And prices start at just $3.99. 12 months, same as cash financing, and delivery is available. For when the unexpected happens, McKinney's has you covered with a Liberty Gun Safe, your outdoor superstore, Rustin. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Got a number of uh, texts here to read. Uh, Steve, we mentioned uh, we were comparing uh, Alabama and Texas. We're just making the, the, the argument, the number of underclassmen that leave the SEC. Look at this past year. Uh, 26 made themselves eligible. But uh, LSU leading the way with the Tigers having six. Bama with five players. Steve says that's right. One of the reasons why Tiger fans get so upset because they don't have the success that Bama does, but then no one else does either. Great job, Kevo. I agree. Great job, Kevo. Oh, sorry. Oh, See, you've done such a great job, Kevo. I, I, I turned your mic down. I was just going to talk. I was just saying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. No, uh, I couldn't agree more. That's uh, 
that seems to be the problem with LSU. I mean, it's we got to say it. Yeah. Seems to be what's happening on the sidelines because the talent is there. It, the development of it's not happening properly. Uh, Richie, we were talking about uh, Sean Payton and, of course, some of his antics this past year, yep. whether it's with opposing coaches, whether it's with fans, and then what took place with the Vikings fan base uh, with about 10 seconds, 15 seconds to go in that game against Minnesota. Richie says, I can't recall Payton gloating so much until this year. You would have figured or you would have learned the first time at least wait until you've actually won the game before you show your beep. Yeah, that I think uh, you know. Of course, it, real time. I didn't. I didn't know. You know, he did that, and and then when you see that later, you just kind of kind of hang your head a little, and you go, no, no, no. Not that I'm. And it said a minute ago. Not that I mind him doing it. Yeah. It's just wait. Just wait till it's like hitting send on your social media stuff. We got this one. And then 25 seconds later, oh, wow. I saw a lot of that yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, Pat, sorry I didn't see this uh, earlier in the show. Uh, weird question. Can you think of another time in the past when an NFL team and a college team were both dominating at the same time like Bama and Patriots tied together with the uh, random question on this Thursday? Good point. And, and, uh, trying to think when you look at just NFL dynasties and who would have corresponded at the same time in the college ranks and over the extent. And, of course, you're going to see runs of, you know, two, three years. But over the extent of what we've seen with the Patriots and now with Bama. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to think. Uh, For some reason, my mind is stuck in Patriots, Bama, Patriots, Bama. And I'm trying to get outside. I tell you what, uh, Pat, I seriously am. Today, I'm going to go back. Some years. We're going to get the I team on it, which consists of Kevin. Right. right. All right. Yeah. Seriously, tomorrow, really, I want, to, I want to answer that. Okay. Kevin will join us again tomorrow. Let's get to our party shots. Look here. Look here, Blondie. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. And you and Nick up there at your little punch and juice show, y'all kind of made fun of it and went on to the next subject. I don't know why we can't understand that. And y'all treat me like garbage, man. Well, I don't really care to answer the critic. Y- y'all trumped up all over me. Wrong. That is absolutely wrong. I'm a crowd pleaser. That's what I do. I try to play to my crowd. And I don't really care about that. It's the end of the conversation. Thank you very much. Have a great day. I like that one. That's an oldie but goodie. Good one. Yeah. I haven't heard that one in a while. Like that, uh, I think it was actually a Tharp uh, earlier in the show just uh, bashing me when I was asking about what to serve at an event and, or the bet we were going to have. He <laughs> yeah. said, well, don't don't have a bet against Aaron because he'll just serve you uh, Fritos and a, a bad hamburger. I invited he said him stale over, Fritos. I invited him over one time, and the wife was out of town. So the chips may have been a little old, but look at the guest. It wasn't like I was going to roll out the steak and a nice potato. Yeah, no lobster and yeah. stuff. I mean, you know, you got to earn that. Be happy they got a burger. I mean, it could have been a bologna sandwich with stale bread. Stale fritos. Yeah. What you got? The floor is yours. Um, okay. Well, here's a worry of mine. Uh, I was thinking about this. If Case Keenum, Nick Foles, one of these two are going to the Super Bowl. Do you remember years ago when Matt Flynn – had that awesome year in Green, excuse me, game in Green Bay, and then uh, Seattle signs him uh, uh, the contract. Right, and, and great for him. Oh, wow. Don't get me wrong, but I've been wondering if if Keenum really, based on what, even what happens now, doesn't matter. 
does Minnesota bring him back as a starter next year? And do do they pay the guy? Do they? I mean, is Keenum? Are we looking at Keenum now as uh, he is a top starting quarterback in the league? How do we even classify him now? I don't know. And then will Nick Foles get a big free agency deal? This is very intriguing to me. I classify him as a pretty good quarterback who's on a nice run and he plays on a team. That has an exceptional defense. Uh, it's just a defense, but and yeah, and there are some franchises, not naming them, but there are some that are going to try to duplicate the success without the defense. And and I'm afraid. I mean, we're looking at a guy that has been cut what three times in his career, twice. Yeah, some GM one. said he didn't even belong yeah. in training camp. Yeah, you know, so. So this is weird to me. I mean, I, I this, that excites me for them. I want to see people that nobody expects to do good do well. I know what that feels like. <laughs> I took a lot of a little heat last week, uh, you know, just trying to tie in a local angler, Case Keenum, uh, what he did against Louisiana Tech, leading that incredible comeback way back when. Yeah. Ran it on the TV side. People, why are you bringing that back up? And then you look at, you know, the cut – the kick to the gut that that was for Louisiana <sighs> Tech. It's not even comparable it's now not. to what he did Sunday against the Saints. To the New Orleans Saints, yeah. That it's just, I mean, one, and and then the trolling, you know, that's going to go with it. I just opened, you know, I go back to Facebook, I, I, I reload the page, and what's the first thing I see? NFL memes just simply has the score. What the score was in that game for ten seconds left? I mean, you remember the the twenty eight to three stuff? That's all we saw for a year. And now that is is uh, beginning to to take place. So there's going to be some deep trolling, uh, all because of uh, a foot one pass of. I mean, and the other thing with Keem, we talk about the defense. He's got a pretty nice receiving core, also. Yeah, those guys are uh, uh-huh. are, are are very very good. And the other thing is, uh, Saban, speaking of Alabama, making a big push to hire Hugh Freeze. Mm. We sit. I sit in the room with my buddy Winston, and I said, "So you're Why? buying that? You're thinking that that might be a possibility?" I, I, I'm, I'm really thinking that might be a possibility. Yeah. I felt like I, I kept going. Why doesn't LSU make that push? Yeah. Why doesn't LSU make that push? And is it simply because that's a higher saving can get away with that Coach O cannot right now? Yeah. Is it that simple, yeah. or is Freeze not eh, just just you don't want the baggage that goes with it? I don't know, but. They have escort services in uh, two towns. <laughs> well, Birmingham's not that far away. Oh, okay. So, you know, Atlanta's only a couple hours, so we ought to be okay. Yeah. Don't travel that far. Uh, the news continues to get with this Saints story with the Vikings, the Thomas Morstead, the side story, the fact that the Viking fans continue to donate to his foundation. Uh, Morstead just uh, tweeted out 13 minutes ago, it is now up to $147,000 and counting. Once again, well done. That's amazing, man. Keep that pay it forward going. I, I want to see a fan base do it again this weekend too. You know, so so if Philly knocks off Minnesota, you know, you'd like to see Atlanta, I mean, or New Orleans, kind of do. So, you know what I'm saying? Kind of get behind that. Uh, you're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to work out I'll the details here. of our uh, wager. You want the Jags, and you, with Brady's situation, you're going to give me the Patriots in like five points. I'm going to do what now? <laughs> what, you're breaking up on me. <laughs> Hang on, come again now. Yeah, I want to do something, though. We need to do something. The line's nine, okay. so let's figure it out. And yeah. I want to get into a little bit of the catering business. Here. Yes, sir. What should be on the menu for this weekend oh, for yeah. two championship games? I need some advice. Okay. I, I, uh, with the weather the way it's going to be, it would be cool weather, yes. but not 
not as cold as it has been. I want to talk to you about a, 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 a do you like pasta? I love everything. Okay, I want to talk to you about a barbecue pasta Ooh. that I think you need to try. Okay. And uh, tomorrow I'll kind of give you, I'll kind of go over what maybe you could do. Does to it make include it more than four ingredients? I'm, I Honestly, no. <laughs> uh, I, my, my mom, when I went off to college, gave me a book. It said, a man, a plan, and a can. Something like that. So, so it was literally, that. that's what the recipes are consist of. Right. And I was able to pull off most of those recipes. Well, it's, but you said four things, man. It doesn't have a whole lot. There's okay. not a whole lot to it. Okay. Uh, there's a tease for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It'll be good. Uh, we hope tomorrow's show is good. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for filling in, bud. Absolutely. Anytime, Let's man. do it again tomorrow. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the great texts today. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning at Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.